welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Molly. I'm Michael. And today we're going to go through a whole bunch of shows because there was this week of major premiere week in reality TV or last week was big shows that were happening that we want to talk about. So we wanted to just highlight all of them, talk about our initial thoughts on the beginning of these seasons and just overall predictions for the rest of the seasons. And we're excited for all these shows that just started up. So we're excited to talk about those. But first, let's first chat about some of the news from this past week. And so first off, we found out that Tom Sandoval started his own podcast called Everybody Loves Tom, which I feel like no one wanted to hear. Um, but he came out with it because he wants to have his voice heard still, um, even though like people are still just over him. So what are your thoughts on that, Michael, and his new podcast? Yeah, I mean, the timing of it is very interesting because obviously, as we are about to talk about, Ariana had her debut on Dancing with the Stars this week. And then the very next day, when everyone's talking about how she killed it and she did so well and, you know, she's all over the place, then suddenly he kind of tries to steal the spotlight a little bit by announcing his podcast. Um, I will admit the title's funny. I laughed when I heard it. (laughs) Um, it, You know, the promo that he did for it where he pulled a bunch of clips together of, you know, talk shows and Watch What Happens Live and everything of celebrities uh, talking about how much they hate him and what he did. You know, it. I think that he's trying to kind of make it seem like he's in on the joke and that he's self-deprecating and can laugh at all of it now. Um, I just think that the way that he's going about it, the, the promo where he was shirtless and it was just all kind of cringy. I, you know, of course, it's going to generate headlines. I'm sure that as the episodes go on and he talks more about Scandaval and everything in relation to that, it's going to get more and more headlines. And I'm sure that a bunch of people are going to listen to it just like they did with Bethany's podcast. You know, probably over half of the people I would think that listen to Bethany's podcast did it kind of almost out of hate listening, I guess you could say. (laughs) But I'm sure that it's going to be the same thing with Tom's. I'm sure it's going to do well on the charts, at least for the first few weeks as, you know, he kind of gives all the headline making comments that, you know, most of it will be in the first few episodes, I would think, but you know, it's exactly what he's looking for. So I, you know, I don't know, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) I guess it, it, did exactly what what he wanted but what are your thoughts yeah I mean I agree with everything that you said also it's interesting because he's also now on special forces which we'll also talk about so he's now being seen on a different reality tv show right now so I guess he's just more so like trying to have a more positive view on his name versus how it's been recently um but I don't know I feel like for the most part, people are mostly going to be hate listening, as you said. Um, but we'll see what happens. If we hear anything interesting, we can talk about it. But right now, yeah. it's just like... Well, and it could be interesting once Pump Rules comes back. 
Oh, It'll yeah. be maybe interesting to see if he talks about the show. It's always interesting with these Bravo celebrities that have podcasts because some of them don't really delve into the show much. You know, they can they're very uh, restricted on what they can say as the show's airing about you know behind the scenes things that aren't shown. Some Bravo celebrities, it seems like that are you know the bigger names that have been around longer have a little more liberty to talk about the show. Candy Burris has a YouTube channel where she goes into anything and everything on Atlanta but you know she's one of the highest paid on there and one of the biggest names so what are they going to do about it um and you know Tamara Judge has you know her two T's in a pod podcast where she talks about all the other shows but doesn't really talk about OC so it's kind of different rules for different people it seems like so I don't know how much they're going to let Tom talk about it but um I could definitely see him kind of at this point I mean look whether he's whatever side of it he's on you know they kind of need him on the show so I would imagine that when he started this podcast he kind of told Bravo that you know I'm gonna talk about the show <laughs> so hopefully or you know hopefully or not hopefully he got a good deal on that <laughs> yeah no so we'll have to see when that comes or when that season yeah. comes out of like what happens but that will be definitely interesting to see um so then moving on to our next news story is that we heard who the host will be for the show deal or no deal island it's going to be joe manginello um hope i pronounced that last name right but he is sophia vergara's right ex-husband um but i don't really know joe all that well i know he him because of sophia um mostly <laughs> but i know that he's gonna be the host so i don't, hopefully he's a good host i'm excited to see that show so i feel like it will be what go over well if he's a good host as well so yeah i think that he seems like kind of the right fit just like aesthetically for the show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm excited for this show. It's going to be really interesting. I don't know exactly how it's going to work yet. We haven't heard too many details of it, but it's basically, from my understanding, almost like a mashup of Deal or No Deal and Survivor, where there's some sort of strategy. It sounds like there's 13 um, castaways. It's actually rumored that Boston Rob from Survivor is one of the castaways um so that if true that would be really interesting because he was originally rumored and also claudia jordan who was an old um deal or no deal suitcase model and also then afterwards on um real houses of atlanta and celebrity apprentice um and they were both originally rumored for the traders this past couple weeks as they started filming and then they were both taken off that list. And now it's rumored that potentially this was actually the show that they were going to film, that people got confused because it was right about the same time that it seemingly they're going to film these. Yeah. And so potentially they will both be on there, which if so, is really interesting that they kind of, the two shows that they're masking up, they got one from each world. <laughs> um, I assume the rest of the castaways are just regular people. I'm, I'm calling them castaways like survivor but i don't know what they're going to be called contestants we'll say um but basically yeah it sounds like there's some sort of strategy element to it some sort of physical challenges maybe um and then there's going to be suitcases kind of spread all along the island and um 
whoever gets the highest amount in their suitcase um, is, I guess, immune for the week. And then whoever is up for elimination has to kind of like play a game of deal or no deal. I don't know. I don't understand it exactly yet, but I'm sure as filming ends and, you know, the show uh starts to be promoted we'll learn more about it um it'll be next year that it actually airs they've said 2024 but nothing beyond that so who knows it could be january to december of next year (laughs) so we might have a a little bit of a wait for that but um i'm excited for it yeah no that'll be really exciting because i love deal or no deal when it was on and so now that's going to be like kind of coming back in a way like but related to the show that we love Survivor which <laughs> sounds an incredible mashup to me so yeah, I feel like this is one of those shows that like during the writer's strike they were just like okay we have to think of something <laughs> what are two things that people like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one well I'm glad it worked for our our interests so oh the, for sure I mean look at well. Look, I think a lot of these networks right now are kind of trying to copy, find their survivor, basically, because the ratings for this premiere that, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later were off the charts. So, I mean, it's just the show that that will never be canceled, it seems like. So I think everybody's trying to find their their version of it that can be as successful and long running. So maybe this will be it or maybe it'll be a one season wonder. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, so then moving into our next news story is we've talked a bit about this in the past about the Love is Blind allegations from contestants. So now we're hearing from producer side of what their interpretation of the situation is. And so there was an article that came out this past week related to these allegations and the producer basically stating um, that Danielle, who made these strong accusations at the beginning, saying that she told them that she was emotionally physically or emotionally fit for the show, and like psych- the psychologist said that she was as well. So in general, like it seems like there's some back and forth there now. As you're saying, Michael, we just talked about it that Danielle also kind of was coming down a little bit from making those claims that she was saying in the beginning. Um, but I don't know exactly what to think of it. I feel like it's just. A lot of it's we don't know for sure because what people are saying it's not that we know this information entirely. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on it overall? And you can share any more details if you have any. Yeah. So there's kind of so the CEO of Kinetic Content, which is the production company behind Love Is Blind, um, his name Chris Collin, has kind of responded claim by claim. Like he went through every claim and either explained, denied, whatever it was. Um, So like you said, one of those was um, that Danielle, who was from season two of Love is Blind, had made a lot of claims against the show and said that, you know, she was not in a good mental health space and she told producers that and they basically kept forcing her to film regardless. And um, Chris basically denied the fact that she told production about this and um that you know if they had been aware of that they would not have made her film you know i think that's one of those things we're never going to know the full truth behind it um it it, i I feel like those accusations that are kind of one person one person specifically are a lot more difficult to you know it's one person's word against the other and 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 we're just never going to know the full truth behind it um 
now Danielle did kind of, like you said, admit, you know, certain things that basically he said, you know, she did not put on her uh, original application itself that she was not in a good place mentally. She had actually said that she was in a really good mental health space at, the, at that time. Um, and, and, you know, she did say that that was true, but that she had just, you know, had conversations with producers and, and therapists on the show. And she doesn't know how far that went, whether they told, you know, their higher ups or not. So yeah, again, we're never going to really know. Um, other claims that, uh, had been made against the show was, you know, about, not being fed not being able to sleep that there were um i i think there were they said like 20 hour work days and um you know chris basically said that the pods are closed after i think 16 hours so there would never be a 20 hour work day um that uh that they you know have were told before the show that they wouldn't be able to travel freely while they're in the pods or have access to phone or internet um and so any accusation that they were like held prisoner you know they went into it knowing what they were gonna be at what they what they were gonna get from it um you know that there's there is food there's catered meals um you know as much bottled water as they want so they're not you know denied any of that um that basically he admitted that there were um in season one the original um place that they were staying their original sleeping quarters had cockroaches and that as soon as they saw that they uh you know they upped the accommodations for them so that you know as soon as there were problems with it they made changes um, you know, there's other things beyond that. You can look, it's um, on Variety, the article that he goes into each accusation one by one. And, um, you know, I think it, 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 I'm, I'm glad that he did it, at least, because I think a lot of times when accusations like this are made, it's just kind of all believed as true. And, you know, until they're usually they don't really respond individually to these accusations they just kind of give a very vague two-sentence response denying it and leave it at that and so I'm I, you know I am glad that he did this and it makes you know it makes me certainly I don't I don't know that I don't believe it but it's just kind of you know at least makes you kind of feel like we're hearing from both sides equally which I think is good and you know then everyone can make their own judgments based on that but I don't know yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll just, at least, I mean, now like there is a new season of Love is Blind out there and I don't know if you've had a chance to start watching it yet, but I know that they have a lot of food and drinks like out, like showing <laughs> all that stuff, which is funny because it's like, well, yep, they're getting fed. Um, so... I made note of that as I was watching the first episode, <laughs> I said, oh my God, they are putting so much emphasis on the food and they were like, like leaving this on the screen for as long as possible <laughs> so that yeah. was so they they knew when they're editing they had to do that um <laughs> but yeah i think it's good that they did come back like love is mine producers could say that all these like responses to the claims because otherwise yeah what you're saying is like maybe we wouldn't have known that like the other side of it which we wouldn't have um because how would we unless we hear it um but I think it's good. Like, I mean, we're still obviously watching the show. Um, so we don't 
have any strong negative feelings necessarily, but it's just like it's good to hear from both sides, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so then moving into our next news story is that Real House Housewives of Potomac trailer came out and that it will be, will be premiering on November 5th. So in like about a month from now. Um I haven't seen Real Housewives of Potomac before, but how was the trailer, Michael, from from your perspective of knowing the show? It was it, it was kind of like they did it very creatively, which I thought was was fun. Um, it didn't seem like there was necessarily a ton of drama, but, you know, these trailers sometimes purposely don't show everything so that you're surprised when you're watching it. Um, you know, you, they don't want to give everything away. So it's hard to judge a season by its trailer. I, I don't like doing that. But um, basically everyone from last season is back and they've added um, a new housewife named NECA. Um, and so she'll be joining the show, but everyone other than that is back, which means it's an eight person cast, which is really big for Housewives. It's only the third time in history they've had a cast that big. So that'll be interesting. And yeah, it premieres November 5th. There's going to be uh, seemingly a ton of Bravo shows coming back during that one week period. It's like six shows starting. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be packed but in the bravo schedule but along with all these other shows that we're talking about now that will still be going on in a month so i'm not getting any sleep or work done <laughs> so <laughs> yep well but, yeah, excited yeah excited for that to start yeah that'll be exciting maybe i'll actually watch this next season um <laughs> but and potomac is near where i grew up so that's why I oh okay a lot of people when it first started didn't even know how to pronounce it they were like what is Potomac <laughs> <laughs> yeah no when I first I was like I know this place um <laughs> but yeah so maybe I'll watch it this year um this season but then it's a really I'm, good one yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited I I just feel like I just haven't like gone into the Housewives franchise once you go out there you'll never yeah. get back well I hey, just, you kind of did with VPR Oh, that's true. So now I kind of am in it. So now I should just continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be exciting for when that comes back on. And then next up is that we saw that from selling the OC, Alex Hall was spotted with a mystery man. So just a refresher is that Alex was kind of a thing at the very end of the season with Tyler. They just kissed. So I don't know if that was a thing, but like there was a moment um essential yeah <laughs> so with her being spotted with a mystery man it kind of makes it that her and tyler did not continue anything seriously um so we'll see how that will play out i guess in the next season if this mystery man is showcased in the season or he was just random guy um but yeah i don't know that's interesting that we're seeing this like pretty soon after selling the OC came out because it's like oh everyone's like kind of hopeful well I don't know if everyone but people some people like us were like hopeful that this could be a thing um but now it's like okay never mind <laughs> yeah you know I I think I predicted when we were talking about when we did our episode on that I said that during the next season season three we will see them trying to make it work trying to you know see what it could turn out to be 
they, you know, give it a try. But I said, I don't think that today they are still together. And so seemingly that kind of was confirmed. (laughs) Yeah. Just saying, I might be psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we'll see what happens with that in the next season, unless we see more pictures, I guess, online before that. Um, but then now we have some exciting baby news stories. So first up from Bachelor Nation, we saw that Becca and Thomas welcomed their son, their first child, Benson Lee. Um, and so that was really cute just to see that they, I don't they shared a couple pictures of him, but mostly just like the announcements of it, um, which is exciting. So I'm happy for them to be growing their family. And I don't know when their wedding is because they're still engaged at this point. And they have, I don't know if they have like a set oh, date. I guess I didn't even really realize that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point, I guess, because I mean, they will be getting married. They just haven't yet. Um, <laughs> Out of so, wedlock. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. Well, yeah, yeah. very happy for them. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that. I mean, it was just a couple years ago that they met on Paradise that <laughs> we were all surprised to see Becca come back on Paradise, and um, I, I kind of thought like, oh, she's just kind of not really going to find anyone there. She's just kind of coming back to give them a big name for the season, and then look at that. It turns out she found the love of her life there and now they have a baby together i know it's so exciting i love when With that the villain from her season that everyone when it was filming was saying get away from him you don't even know you know how bad he is because i guess it was just like still airing that season while it was filmed i think yeah. while paradise was filming and so people thought oh no she doesn't realize that he's the villain and then <laughs> uh you, you know jokes on everyone else yeah <laughs> exactly and now they're very happy and have a son so yeah very happy for them and then also Wes who was just eliminated from the challenge he welcomes his first child with his wife and they and her name is Lucy Jean um and so that's exciting I'm excited for Wes and Amanda on their child as well so more babies in the reality tv world um which is always fun as it shows that like these couples are actually lasting um yeah and Amanda hasn't been on the challenge oh okay well the reality tv people right right right. no but um you know happy for Wes of course you know he has said that you know with his child coming that he's going to be retired from the challenge but I still think that you know give it a year give it two years he'll be back and he'll be playing for his kid and he'll be much more motivated to you know because Wes is someone who likes as much as he wants to win he also likes to put on a good show and I think that maybe if he does end up coming back now that he has a child he might be a little more motivated to actually like to win the money for his kid rather than you know focusing so much on on making an entertaining season so it could be interesting to see if he plays differently at that point if he does end up coming out of retirement in quotes yeah no that would definitely be interesting to see and see if his game gameplay changes at all just from like being a dad compared Mm -hmm. to previously not um so 
that's all we have for our news stories this week. So shall we get started and covering all the premieres? Let's do it. We got a lot to get to, so <laughs> let's get started. Yeah. So first up, let's chat about the Special Forces premiere. And this is my first time actually watching this show. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of intense. Like the setting of it and just everything about it. But I actually really did enjoy it. Like the overall aspect of it. So for anyone who doesn't know, for the Special Forces is... Basically, they take a bunch of reality and kind of famous people. It's not all reality TV show people, but just well-known people who go into this basically military training camp. Um, and it's very intensive. Like, it seems very like like what the military would be like to me. I mean, I'm not in the military, wasn't in it, ever in it, but it seems like that would be what it would be like with like their staff and like the generals of like organizing and all the stuff that's going on and so overall like they do the challenges or i don't know if they're challenges but like certain like tests basically like physical tests yeah and um they're led by a team of of actual special forces operatives yeah um so they're you know they're very uh they're the harsh environments and um they they really it, it seems to simulate a very realistic um training process and yeah i i had not seen season one either so this was all new to me as well um but you know it's one of those shows that i don't know that i would have watched it if we weren't going to be talking about it today um but yeah i i i enjoyed it i thought that it was really interesting and i feel like it's one of those shows that i don't know why anyone would do it (laughs) (laughs) i knew you're gonna have that thought (laughs) like they're not winning money. It's like there's no money at the end of it. Is there? So like, why are you putting yourself through that? But I mean, they're getting paid to be on that show. It's true. Yes, they are. They are. But I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, getting yelled at the way they're getting yelled at. I'm like, I would cry. Like, <laughs> I was like scared for some of them of like, especially that the first test they did that they were supposed to be walking across that like bar- whatever ladder over that water yeah yeah, yeah. High up like that was high like, I'm not really afraid of heights but I'm afraid of like falling from something that's high and of course like you're strapped in and so like you're not gonna fall fall but I know I wouldn't have made it like watching that yeah. I was like that I have seems- like a paralyzing fear of heights so I know that I would never have even made it up there but I mean it kind of reminded me almost of like something you see on the challenge because you yeah. see those heights challenges all the time on there I think this was obviously like another level of difficulty because it's not like they were just having to like scoot almost like on this you know on this beam like it wasn't even anything to walk on they were just having to like balance themselves and yeah that seemed really really difficult so I couldn't and it was raining oh I didn't even remember that at least in the beginning part of it whoever was first it was like raining for oh wow yeah so that 
seemed extra hard because of that um but yeah so overall who do you think is gonna or like in general who did who impressed you in the first episode um of all the cast members and there's a lot of people so I'm pulling up the cast right now just to get a yeah no I'm looking to um no I think well Savannah Chrisley was the first one we saw get across that and so I was impressed by her I don't know you know I, I highly doubt that it was, they actually went in the exact order we saw it because it was like the first half didn't make it and then the second half all made it. <laughs> so like that was, you know, I don't, I don't think it quite was like that. So I don't know if Savannah was actually the first person to make it through. But um, the, she, when she did make it, it, you know, because we had just seen so many people before her not make it who seemed physically fit and you know like they very well should have you know you would one would think that you know some of those people would make it before her um and so I was impressed that she that she did um I think you know we saw a lot of Jojo Siwa um you know that they kind of were were very tough on her because you know she kind of wasn't taking it seriously they felt like but I was impressed when they actually took her into that room and interrogated her that it seemed like she really did at that point, you know, take it very seriously and um, that her answers impressed them and they really did seem to like her. And so um, I, I I really did I, I like enjoy watching her in the episode also. Yeah, I agree. I think that... I mean, I knew JoJo wouldn't get sent home in like, the first episode because, like, they kind of like right. her. Her fans are obviously watching this, <laughs> um, so um, it was interesting though, like, to kind of see her break down a bit. Cause I feel like when she was talking, like, you don't really see her crying all that much. Like, she was kind of always like the happy, like, dancing and like in a good mood. So it was nice to see that different side of her on this show, which I think is a good like maybe that's also why I mean she said like that's kind of why she wanted to go on it because like she wanted to challenge herself mm-hmm. um I mean anyone who's going on the show is obviously challenging themselves yeah. um so overall like I'm excited to see her continue and grow in this show I think she has strong potential and same with you're saying like Savannah Chrisley like that was impressive that she made mm-hmm. it across because that was a tough challenge yeah. um <laughs> I just have to say the funniest moment to me was Tara Reed. oh yeah <laughs> and, well there were two with her that I thought were hilarious the first was when she had all the cigarettes in her yeah. pockets and then they took like two of them and then they were like do you have any others and she's like no and then they like just like go into her other pocket <laughs> and pull one out and she's like oh I didn't know I had that in there yeah, Tara oh. definitely brought the entertainment, but yeah. not the physical side. No, of it. but I want her to stay on for the entire time, just because she's so funny on there. And like when she came on without any, or no, she had pants on, but they just weren't the right ones. Yeah, <laughs> and they made her go change. That was funny, but yeah, she's she's very entertaining on there. I remember her from uh, when she was on Marriage Boot Camp a really long time ago. And it basically came out that she, like, was completely faking her relationship with this guy on there. <laughs> and she, like, I guess, like, hired him to play her boyfriend or something. I don't remember the exact situation, but it was just so funny. Like, how she, like, 
could never admit to it even when he admitted to it like she was still just like so adamant that that it wasn't true but um so she she's always a, a fun time on these shows yeah no i'm excited to still see how she continues <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so then who do you think will be making it far in this show in the end i don't know like how do they eliminate do you know how they eliminate people I don't think they eliminate people per se. I think people quit or okay. like, I guess if they don't think that they can hack it or are taking it seriously enough, I guess eventually like they'll send them home for that. But my understanding is that there's not like a formal elimination process every episode, you know, like nobody went home in the first episode. So I think that's perfectly normal for there to be episodes where nobody goes home. Um, but I, I doubt that, you know, even half of them will make it to the end. Um, last season, Hannah Brown won. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I would think that someone like Tyler Cameron has a good chance just because like his brother's in the military. And so I feel like he probably is going into this with a better idea of what it takes and what the type of, you know, uh, training process is going to be that they're going to have to do so maybe he has a little bit of an advantage there um but yeah I don't know I feel like we didn't necessarily see enough from a lot of them to get a good sense I feel like Jojo Siwa is going to you know now that she's kind of been reprimanded a little bit for not taking it seriously enough I could see her kind of flipping that switch and really taking it seriously and I think that she's the type of person who's going to be really determined once she puts her mind to it um I don't know yeah I mean look I know we're we're rooting for Nick (laughs) of course (laughs) Um, but yeah I, I I really don't know other than that I feel like those are ones that we saw enough of in the last episode to get a sense of but there's so many that I'm looking at this list where I'm like I I really don't know much about them or you know how they're uh from that just that first episode um what their chances are but yeah no I I agree I think that Jojo could bring it far same with Tyler and Nick they're I mean those are my three favorites right now Mm -hmm. um but also it was interesting hearing Tom Sandoval like talking about like how he was like well I need to be punished yeah (laughs) like I was like yeah at least he's self-aware on that um but I don't want him to like actually win the show um but I do want to see him like kind of get in trouble for things (laughs) yeah you know look he's very physically fit so I think any of those challenges he's going to have a good chance of of doing well and I wouldn't be surprised to see him make it far. I, I don't think he's going to win necessarily, but I I I could see him making it pretty far. Um, I don't think he's going to easily just quit on it, especially yeah. because he knows going into this like how bad his reputation already is, and how if he's out in the second episode, he's going to get roasted for it. So people are just waiting on an opportunity to pounce on him for anything. So I think he's just going to stick it out as far as he possibly can just to avoid that happening because he wants people to you know come out of this saying they're impressed by him and how he did at the very least so yeah 
For sure. Well, any other thoughts on special forces before we move on? Or should we just talk about Dancing with the Stars next? No, yeah, let's let's move on to Dancing with the Stars. Okay, cool. So the season just started, which was exciting because we love Dancing with the Stars. And I was excited for this cast as well to see these certain people. I mean, I knew like only a few of them that I was like excited for, but I think everyone overall like did a pretty good job um so who were do you have any favorite or least favorite dances from the first week i thought ariana killed it yeah ariana maddox um was great a charity did great she had the highest she was the only one uh to get an eight um which was impressive um you know there were there were some some less uh talented ones you know harry jowsey uh didn't necessarily do fantastic um i mean we saw you know matt walsh was eliminated um barry williams did a lot better than i expected as i think the oldest cast member this season um you kind of normally expect the older ones to not you know necessarily have a lot of ability but he actually was was pretty decent which surprised me um I thought Jamie Lynn Spears was a little better than I expected her to be. Um, yeah, who else? Mauricio, I thought did better, I thought, than the scores indicated. Um, Allison Hannigan didn't do great. Um, Sochi Gomez did very well. You know, I think, yeah, Jason Mraz did really well. Um, you know, like like you said, I think a lot of them did very well. It doesn't seem like, what I like about this cast is that it doesn't seem like there's someone quite like Charlie D'Amelio last season who came in with such a huge advantage. Like, I mean, she was a dancer, basically. So, of course, she was going to do really well. So, it doesn't seem like there's anyone this season that's coming in with that level of expertise so it's a little bit more of an even playing field um you know especially with the probably like four or five who are most likely going to make it really far um it kind of seems like with those at least it's you know it could be anyone's game which which i always like but what do you think yeah for sure i definitely love ariana i love that she had the outfit that like was like kind of resembling her yeah so that was really good to see that just like the revenge dress um that was really cool it, they they really did a good job of of making it look just like her reunion dress which... that's also something that's really cool about dancing with the stars is like how many outfits and things that they're able to create each week i'm like wow like this is impressive oh my god they do an incredible job and, and going back to Ariana, her song choice was also really cool with the, uh, um, you know, I love me, uh, <laughs> don't need anyone else. That was, that was perfect song choice. Yeah, exactly. And then we saw <laughs> Sheena in the audience and, uh, and her boyfriend Daniel was in there too. So that was, that was, and her brother. So that was fun to see all them. And I'm sure we'll see more Vanderpump Rules. I, I'm sure Lala will be there and Katie and um, probably Lisa. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if, because, you know, Mauricio Umansky, Kyle Richards' husband is on the cast and Kyle was in the audience for this week. It'll be interesting to see if Lisa Vanderpump comes to support Ariana on the same night when Kyle comes to support Mauricio. 
if the two of them will ever be in the same room and interact together because they were on Beverly Hills Housewives together and do not get along, uh, had a really bad falling out. So it'll be interesting to see if they get in the same room together at any point, if either of them make it far enough for that to happen, um, to see how that would go. I hope that there's some messy producer that sits them right next to each other. That would be really fun. (laughs) that would be really entertaining so we'll have to see if that happens um but yeah I kind of had higher hopes for Harry and Riley just because I'd seen so many of their TikToks and like they look so cute together (laughs) like the dancing TikToks and I really wanted Riley to do well because she's this her first season as a pro yeah um and her sister sister was a previous pro as well so it's like in the family so like I want Riley to do well but Harry just kind of didn't do well overall but I think he was nervous I think like a lot of that like obviously like with like doing ballroom dancing a lot different than other kinds of dancing and I just think he wasn't like comfortable that much yet in that atmosphere of it and so maybe he'll do better like if he like can like get less stiff in general but I don't think they'll make it that far like I was hoping like they could make it far but I'm like ah like maybe like halfway through the season best like I'm like I don't know maybe but he has a lot of fans like they have a lot of fans like who would vote for them so like maybe they could make it far but they're not obviously not the best dancers yeah I think there's too much of a height difference between Riley and and Harry because he's so tall and she seems very short so I feel like that kind of makes it awkward, but also I just, yeah, I mean, I, I, he reminds me a lot of like when Joe Amabile was on the show, cause like Joe obviously had a big fan base. And so he just kept making it week after week just because of his fan base, but he was awful. And I feel like the same thing's going to happen with Harry. Like, I don't see him going anytime soon. I think he's going to make it probably at least to like week five or six. And then eventually when his scores are so much lower than everyone else's then he'll just you know he'll get sent home at that point but um I I don't I don't think that he's gonna go home anytime soon I just think his fan base is too big and he's just you know he has too many followers where he can just people who aren't watching the show even will just he'll post on his Instagram story or something to vote and then people will just do it because they're fans of him but they don't even know how what he's doing on the show (laughs) No, for so. sure. <laughs> so we'll just have to see. Do you have any... Oh, before we get into the winner predictions, what do you think about the judges not voting between the bottom two? Mm. So that was in the past season. How often have they done that? I don't know. I don't they've done that. that since season 28. Okay. So this is 32. So they've done it for, what, four seasons now? Um, where Rather than, you know... Because always with Dancing with the Stars, it's like... I, I I could be wrong about the percentages, but I think it's about, you know, 50% of the score goes to the judges' scores, and then 50% is the audience vote. And so when they combine those, the bottom two from that, then the judges decide, each judge gets a vote between those bottom two, and whoever the judge, you know, two out of the three judges decide uh, should go home between those ends up going home so that kind of what that avoided was uh you know someone who got the highest score of the night just doesn't have a huge fan base necessarily 
got in the bottom two because of that but then the judge could save them so that we don't get you know this huge uproar of you know the highest scoring couple uh (laughs) getting eliminated so they had done that for a while but i don't know why they stopped doing it this season but they didn't do it last night so i don't know maybe they'll do it later on in the season but um i don't know did you do you like it better with or without that I don't know. I don't really have like a strong opinion on it. I think like if they're already in the bottom, like they're not gonna like make it that far anyways. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like, yeah, if the fan base, like what you're saying, like they're not as big, like it helps them not have a bat, like a, a great dancer go away earlier on. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if I like miss it or anything. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think it just depends on the season because I feel like if there is a couple that keeps just making it week after week because their fan base is so much larger, like someone like, you know, let's say Charlie D'Amelio was terrible, which she wasn't, but let's say she was, her fan base is so like in (laughs) astronomically larger than anyone else's that she would have probably won the season if she was getting ones from the judges. So, like, I I think that in a case like that, where that is potentially the situation, that it's a lot more likely that they would get in the bottom two and could get eliminated, but they might not have ever been last place and gotten eliminated. So, in that case, I, you know, was always glad that they had it, but in this case, I don't think that there's anyone quite that... um, with a fan base that's quite that much larger than anyone else's that I don't necessarily know that we need it this season as much. So I don't necessarily have a strong feeling about it for this season specifically yet, at least, I don't know, maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, we don't really know entirely of like what's going to happen the rest of the season yet. Yeah. So we can't say, um, but do you think that Matt deserved to leave week one from his dancing? Yeah. yeah, he was one of the three that got the lowest scores, so I was fine with it. Yeah, same. yeah, yeah, no, no questions on that one, really. Um, and then who do you think will win this season? Any predictions? I'm gonna put it on the universe that Ariana wins. Okay. I'm hopeful. Um, you know, look, the Bachelorettes have a good history, though, uh, with Caitlin Bristow, Hannah Brown both winning, Gabby last season getting runner up, so. I think Charity's going to make it really far also, but I'm rooting for my girl Ari. Yeah, I was going to say Ariana and then Charity um, as top two, in my opinion. I think that's a good a good call based on yeah. night one, at least. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for the season to continue watching. And yeah, that's all for Dancing with the Stars. So now let's talk about Survivor. Um, so this season just started up which now we have an hour and a half episodes which is the first time they're doing that which is exciting um so what are your overall thoughts on the cast so far and the first episode what do you think i thought it was a great first episode um i thought there was a perfect amount of focus on each tribe and the dynamics between them we didn't see a ton of twists focus There wasn't all these, you know, sappy backstories of them showing, you know, 
pictures of people's past and all this stuff that kind of takes you out of the game. Um, I feel like we got to know a lot of them uh, well enough, you know, for our first episode. We don't know them, you know, super well yet because there's so many, but I thought it was really good. Um, You know, we'll talk later, obviously, about the ending of it, (laughs) which was controversial, but I thought overall, um, really good dynamic cast, it seems like. And um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. What did you think? Yeah, no, I was also really happy with how, like, I feel like you were able to get to know each of those tribes and people were on the tribes because I feel like sometimes in the beginning of the seasons, especially in Survivor, that you don't even know like half the people in the first episode, not more, like you don't know most people for the first episode except for people that like went to tribal and this time I like I actually feel like I got to know the tribes that didn't go to tribal also which was nice to see and just like the dynamics between people and like overall like how the tribes are doing which was interesting like and I appreciate it I also feel like that's part of like why we have now longer episodes of why we're able to see those more but I think it was a really good episode as well and i'm excited for this season um so what was interesting actually is that you know this season with the 90 minute episodes the rest of the episodes that will you know mostly be longer than we normally get but with this it was actually the first premiere in quite a while i think in like the new era that wasn't two hours so the premiere uh, was actually shorter than normal but the rest of them will be longer than normal so you know i I I do feel like, though, a lot of those two-hour episodes were more focused on, you know, they did the the journey where they went on, you know, so there was time focused on the things that weren't in this episode that I think helped, you know, to for us to still get the same amount of time at each camp and, and getting to know them, but just without as many, like, twists as there normally are so I actually thought they did a really good job of of, you know what they decided to um how they decided to distribute that time yeah for sure and in the beginning of this episode we hear Emily kind of outing Bruce for kind of thinking that she he has an advantage in this game because he came on last season but got out in the first episode because of his head injury so Emily just like not even on the same tribe as him was like Bruce you have an advantage <laughs> like came straight out of the ga- the gates like already like why like we should all be targeting him essentially um but what were your thoughts on that I f- thought it was just like bold I was like okay Emily like you don't even know him and you're just like saying this like yeah I guess like he was in her opinion like because he had been on the show like he had already prepared mentally for the past seasons we kind of like knew again like how to prepare for this season but he didn't actually go like he wasn't actually really on the season so I don't think he has an advantage what are your thoughts on the overall Emily Bruce situation there I thought it was so funny I don't know why like I don't know if it's good for her strategically. I don't, I'm not sure what she was trying to get out of that. Um, but what I love is that there's been so much talk over the last couple seasons of 
the fact that there haven't really been villains in the new era of Survivor. And what I love is that we got a villain. (laughs) You asked for it and you got it. She is definitely going to be the villain of the season, but she seems like a very fun villain that Mm -hmm. you can you can love to hate and look i i don't necessarily it felt a little bit kind of weird with her kind of you know putting caleb and sabaya categorizing them together on her tribe and and kind of pointing out how close they are that felt a little icky uh but Hopefully that's just kind of like a, a one-time thing because I want to be able to to root for her to do well as a villain, if that makes any sense. Like, to, I want to love, be able to love to hate her watching her and then hope that she makes it far just for entertainment purposes. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know why she did it, but I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that because like she even knows like she was even self-aware of that fact of like her being like kind of difficult to be around like I don't know if you remember her saying that like she was like oh like well I would be an easy option because no one else likes me kind of thing um and because and she knows she's like well yeah like survivors kind of bringing out the worst in me right now and so I mean maybe she'll won't be as hated but I don't know like I think the way it's already started out by showing her this way like they're probably going to continue showing her in that kind of way um but like I don't think she's like um more I don't think she's like evil or like bad but it's just like right just oh like pessimistic person that you just don't really want to be around all that much but then she's still there and just trying to like cause there are some things up and like we'll see what happens but and what I I like is that I feel like it's genuinely her like I don't feel like she's putting on an act or trying to play up a villain role like I think she's just she can't help herself and that's what I think is so fun to watch is when somebody like that is just knows that they're like that and self-aware but just can't help themselves and that's to me the best type of reality tv personality yeah so we'll see what happens rest of the season with emily but overall let's talk about now like with hannah's situation of her asking to get voted out on the in final in the tribal council um and it was just interesting in my opinions like see her just so adamantly wanting to get voted out and basically like I'm gonna go home unless if you vote if you want me out or not like saying that like I was like okay um and it kind of like it made me then like it it wasn't really a tribal in my opinion it was more just like okay she just like wanted to leave um which I guess was good for the tribe overall if like she just really didn't want to be there like it's good for her to say that because then they won't vote out someone else who did want to be there um but yeah I just it was an interesting way to end that episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a lot of people really upset about it on Twitter and, and social media, X, whatever it's called. Uh, 
I don't think that, you know, there are people saying, oh, there's so many people out there who would have loved to taken her spot. And she just, you know, took up a spot and didn't really want to be there. And look, I think twofold. First of all, only one person, there's one alternate on location who would have taken her spot. Like it's all of you people posting that out there online that feel like you submitted a video and would have been the one person in her place. You didn't get called out to location. You probably didn't get a call back at all. And the fact that you are posting things like this and hate towards her for it, you probably wouldn't pass the psych test anyways. So you have nothing to be upset about personally. Second of all, you nobody knows how they're going to react when they're out there. Like these conditions on Survivor are horrible. And as much as you watch the show and think that you are prepared for it and think you understand what it's like, I, I mean, look at Brandon in the first challenge. Like he freaked out. He's the biggest Survivor fan ever. Like he went to all sorts of used to go to like you know all these survivor events for rob has a podcast and like he's a huge 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 fan and he got out there and just seemingly just kind of like had a panic attack and never would he have thought that i'm sure that that would have happened when he got out there but it just did and so i think with hannah like you know it sucks i don't love it you know it's day two or three and i mean probably could have stuck it out a little further but you know it's her choice and at least she kind of pulled herself out rather than staying there and letting someone on her tribe who really did want to be there let them go home and then she quits and then we would have all been saying well you should have done that from the start if you thought you were going to do that and you know let everyone else on the cast make it another week so i'm glad at least she did it now and you know and everyone else got to have a little more time out there who really want to be there yeah no i agree with everything you said because the conditions are so so rough i mean like and i feel like a lot of times we don't necessarily see that as much i feel like in the editing like the producers don't really show that as heavily of like how tough it is a little there especially in the beginning like you kind of forget that they have to build their entire shelters and like where they're staying like they go into the island and there's nothing and they have to start from scratch and like that's a big like hurdle to come like if you're not used to having to build anything like I don't obviously like I'm not going out in my backyard or like in the wilderness of like building a shelter like how do you know how to do that kind of stuff like I mean you have to, like think about it before you go on the show if you're going to the show but in general like that stuff is hard if you don't have like the machete like all this stuff that you kind of need for building things and then it's just like you can't sleep you can't eat like all that stuff factors into it that just like would make you really unhappy <laughs> that like a lot of times like when I'm seeing the survivor castaways of like, don't, they don't seem that negative. I'm like, more so confused why they're not, you know, it's like, okay, like, are they okay? <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess like, we don't see everything of what happens on the behind the scenes. But in the most part, it seems like very difficult conditions that they're living in. 
And so she was just being real and that's how she felt. And like, then she should stick with how she's feeling and not try to suffer through more and be more unhappy. And look, I'm glad also that Jeff didn't lay into her too hard. Because yeah. I think back in the day, he would have, you know, we used to see on these shows, like TJ Lavin on The Challenge used to really go into quitters. Like he hates quitters famously. And I mean, Jeff back in Survivor Pearl Islands, like really got <laughs> upset with uh, a guy who ended up quitting. And I think that nowadays with, you know, mental health being a much bigger conversation and I think that that has changed things a little bit in terms of, you know, how much importance is is placed on on that factor and there's a lot more understanding of that than there used to be and so when somebody is saying that this just isn't healthy for them to be there there's a lot more understanding of that and and I'm glad of that but I think it's just the viewers of the show that need to to learn that also (laughs) and you know have a little more sympathy for someone out there who is going through obviously really awful conditions like you said and um you know nobody knows how they're gonna react to being out there until they're out there so for sure well hopefully now the rest of the season we'll see real vote outs but i'm glad that this happened like the first episode so it didn't build on to it but i'm excited for the rest of the season and seeing how it all plays out because i feel like these cast castaways are all really strong in like either in like mental or physical ways and or both um so i think that's gonna have like some exciting moments the rest of the season but what about you what do you think yeah i think it's a really great cast i am excited to see how everything unfolds and you know i am always glad when there's a cast of a lot of super fans on survivor and um it really you know again i think the last in this new era they really focus a lot on casting real actual fans of the show and i think that's been really really good for the show because it allows for the strategies to evolve over time rather Mm -hmm. than people who you know keep coming in and maybe have seen a couple seasons of the show and are going to make the same mistakes that years and years and years of players have made and there's no evolution there and so I'm glad you know when you see people who have seen the show and really really understand it that they're able to every year kind of layer on this different strategies and try to kind of keep evolving the show and keep it moving forward and so I think it'll be interesting now you know especially the first season of you know then they film two in a row and I always think that the first season um is all uh, of those two that they film is always the most kind of uh it's the most interesting to, to see because they've seen two other seasons two additional seasons of the show if that makes sense whereas the second one like they will have you know not seen this one prior to it so yeah. now we're for the first time seeing people who have watched seasons 43 and 44 before coming into it and so it'll be interesting to see if having watched those two seasons and you know more of the new era 
if that will affect anything uh, going, you know, as we delve more into the season. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be definitely interesting to see. So we're excited to continue watching the season. And another show for on CBS that aired was The Amazing Race, which is another one of our favorite shows, which also now has an hour and a half episode or hour and a half hour long episodes. So for this season premiere, um, we got to see just like in general, all the teams that came on to the show. So do you have any favorite teams so far? Anyone you're rooting for in particular? So I think Rob and Corey is really interesting um, because you know, Rob is the father, I believe, right? So he is yeah. deaf and his mm-hmm. son is uh, fully hearing. And I think it's a really interesting dynamic um, between the two of them. So that was really fun to watch. Um, I, I really am rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, gosh, I don't know. Um Jocelyn and Victor, I thought, really seemed like, you know, a, a, a good competitive team. They got first, um, they were first to the mat this uh, this week. So I think they have a good chance of making it far. Um, I liked uh, Joe and Ian, I thought were fun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, those were the ones that stick out in my mind from the first episode. What about you? Yeah, those are my favorites as well. So I like Greg and John, the brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're both in like tech fields. Um, and I think that they're going to make it pretty far just because like they're athletic, but also smart. Oh, and um, uh, Morgan and Lena were the ones who got the express pass, right? Yeah, Morgan and Lena. Yeah, I, like I was impressed by them too. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot too. So yeah, I guess... And we can talk about that express pass of what do you think? That was an interesting, because we haven't had the express pass in recent seasons. And so they just were able to skip a part of the, what was it? What were they, what were they have to skip again? So I don't think they've used it yet. Oh, well, they didn't use it. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, in the future leg, they can skip any <laughs> any task that uh, oh. that they don't want to do they can they can skip it so i don't think they've used it yet but they now have it in their back pocket so that will be a good advantage for them uh, if they used it at the right time yeah i realized that as soon as i asked that question I was like, <laughs> they can use it in the future but yeah. yeah that express pass was interesting they just had to eat all those bugs essentially, uh, which i know you would have hated no, uh no, no no so you would have immediately said no i think i would have done it um, <laughs> because i don't know like i used to watch fear factor like younger when i was, uh, no. so I was like they didn't freak me out honestly like watching that um <laughs> you're cringing even just thinking about it um but i i would just not think about what i'm eating and just like try to eat it yeah i don't i don't think i could do it i, I See, to me, I would, I know that even if I could, I would go so slowly doing it yeah, that it wouldn't be worth it. Like I would take up so much time doing that, that would come and last and never get to use the express pass <laughs> that we want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, cause that was a good express pass for there to be though. Cause I feel like, and in general, like, I'm sure it's going to help them in the future leg. 
So I'm glad that they won and went for it. It was funny. And then we could see more about like their relationship together because they're sisters and like it was like, yeah, like eat it, like <laughs> you don't worry about it. So that was kind of fun because it's always fun to see like the more like the personal relationships between the teams as well. Mm-hmm. So I I think that overall, like it was, I liked seeing that express pass, even though if you hated the bugs, but I was like, oh, okay. They're doing it. Good for them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also for, for this season, they've, they've started going back to the commercial travel instead of the charter planes, which they had because of COVID. So now they have like different, like, oh, you get the first six teams to get on the first flight. Next teams are going to get on the second flight. So do you like that aspect and bringing back the commercial travel? I do. I'm really happy because to me, that's such a fun part of the show is watching them have to book their own flights. And, uh, you know, there's an advantage to getting to the airport faster and, you know, trying to, to get the best flights. And, you know, for a while, everyone was on the same flight. And so there was a little bit of an equalizer there, whereas now, and they did a good job, I think, of trying to make it as, least of an equalizer as possible but it still was to a certain extent and so now we're back to having these teams having to book their own flights and we see all the airport drama and all of that which is always such a fun part of the show and especially to see the teams interact with each other I feel like the airport is really when we get to see these teams um intermingle and and uh and interact in that way and so i'm really glad that we're back to having more of that again yeah no i agree and i it's fun because like that adds an extra like stress to the situation Mm -hmm. like obviously like the amazing race can be stressful and like the challenges they're doing like all the stuff that they have to do but the travel like driving they they were having to do that in the past seasons like the travel side of it like and driving they still had to do but i'm glad that the flight stuff of it now is also added back into making it a more full-rounded race experience Mm -hmm. and for a while and i i guess we're back to this now but for a while the teams had to drive themselves everywhere whereas now i think we're back to taxis yeah are we I, well, I don't know. They they Did were they in have taxi? taxi. Okay, I can't remember in this episode if they were in taxi. Yeah. Um, they so were like, "Oh, go fast, go fast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we missed that for a while too, because uh, yeah. they had to because of COVID. They had to self drive uh, everywhere. But that's always a fun thing to so you get taxi. Like I remember there was one year where the taxi driver like had to go to the bathroom and they leave lost because of that or like the taxi gets lost or something. It's like one of those things that is maybe less fair because it's not fully in their control always, but it is kind of that unpredictability that is fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. So I'm excited about that and We'll just have to see what happens the rest of the season. Also, it was exciting to see that Derek and Claire came into the season oh, yeah. to hand out um, the clue. So it was fun to see them have a little cameo moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure we won't see them again until like maybe at the very end. But no, I doubt we'll see them again. But um, that yeah. was funny because 
there was the, all these rumors that Derek X was going to be uh, the 18th house guest on Big Brother, you know, and like the first eviction episode, I remember everyone thought he was going to be announced as the 18th house guest. So uh, surprise, he's not on that one, but he does make an appearance again. <laughs> yes, so I'm excited to see the rest of the Amazing Race season just because it already seems like it's going to be a good season. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I'm glad, you know, I think we're seeing the uh, benefits to them having filmed knowing that it was going to be 90-minute episodes. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adding back in all these little twists uh, that we hadn't had in a while um, is... Uh, I'm, I'm glad that they filmed it knowing that because I think it is going to be a really good season uh, that will we'll have that extra time be allotted to uh, in, in a good way that I think will benefit the show. Yes. For sure. And now going into our Bachelor premieres from last week. First up, let's talk about The Golden Bachelor. So what are your thoughts overall on the first episode? I really enjoyed it. I'm really excited for this season to come. But overall, anyone that stood out to you in particular from the limo entrances and just in general in the first episode, what are your thoughts? I loved it. I thought it was great. I think everyone had such high hopes and expectations for it. I mean, I heard from so many of my friends and and people I know who either haven't watched The Bachelor in years or have never watched The Bachelor before, but were excited for this version of it. And I think it didn't disappoint. I loved it. And um, I, I thought it was such an interesting uh you know antithesis to the normal show <laughs> and especially watching paradise right afterwards it was <laughs> yeah. such a stark difference <laughs> um, i actually watched in the opposite order today so i watched uh, in paradise and then going to bachelor and i was glad i did that because I was yeah like... <laughs> um but no i mean limo entrances let me think i um who was it that um oh there was one that i thought was good um I'm forgetting was, their names but i know yeah, no i'm looking right oh. here um okay you go first and okay. uh, let me try to remember. mine was the one who said like who was like i'm wearing my birthday suit oh and then she brought like she was wearing like mesh like underneath her uh-huh. dress but i thought that was like funny and kind of like a little scandalous but like not too scandalous you know it was yeah. like yeah it was okay, fun i i remembered I, I i still don't remember who it is but there was one that came out with the walker and like looked uh, like she was really really elderly <laughs> and then like took it all off and you know and uh and she was uh you know fully able to walk <laughs> um so that that was funny and um you know I, I i think you know i always think a lot of the limo interests are just cheesy and annoying but um <laughs> uh, but i thought overall this cast was so funny oh and of course jimmy kimmel's aunt who came out was was funny uh that was great but yeah i i thought just overall i i, I loved this premiere yeah me too i feel like they are definitely like doing a really good job with the editing in it too because i like the music they're adding into it like 
I don't think they add that kind of like music. I feel like in in Bachelor mm. or Bachelorette, like you know what I'm saying, like with like the like almost like the dancing and like the the yeah. promos of it, like it just seems very fun mm-hmm. and like more I guess like lighthearted but then also it's not because like they're older but it's like it has that like young vibe to it which is fun um and I feel like Gary's a really good bachelor as well like to start out the golden bachelor series of like just like he's a really down-to-earth like genuine guy and I feel like everyone just really likes him which is adding to the I feel like the good perception overall of the season and the new spinoff of the show um so i'm excited overall for this season just because i feel like it's gonna be a good one do you have any or who do you think are the front runners for this coming season yeah no before before i get to that i think like you know the tone to the show is very different like you were saying which i like and i think like if you were to say that they're og bachelor and bachelorette are like kind of more dramatic and romantic I feel like this is a lot more kind of heartwarming and funny yeah I think it's just kind of like a very different vibe but I really like this vibe I think better like I think it just feels more real and I I feel like these women are not as you know they're obviously not going on for like instagram followers than to be an influencer (laughs) so i think like just seeing these women i i think it's it's very refreshing i would say um you know i think that they have a much more a stronger sense on reality yeah and and i think that shows well and i think these women like they are more confident like they know who they are and so a lot of like the younger like 22 year old girls that are on the normal show are just like they're a lot more I don't know they don't know who they are yet they don't have like their own personality and so like they always get defined by like one aspect like one singular phrase that they say like usually in paradise like just this premiere like every one of them they're like hi I'm so-and-so and you'll remember me as the girl who said this or like they're like you know they're not like a personality trait it's like just like one thing whereas these women I feel like they're a lot more complex they're a lot more they've just gone through they've gone through a lot more in life and so they're just like they're more confident and they know who they are and I think that's fun to watch but anyway, sorry, I'll answer your question. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's a good, it's, we love this season. Or we love, we love whatever Golden yeah. has to offer, basically. <laughs> yeah. I was sad that Matt James' mom was voted oh, off, or no. voted off, uh, was eliminated. Um, <laughs> that was sad. Um, but so actually, so Kathy oh. is, um, so she's from Austin. And actually, I was just talking to one of my friend's parents, and um, he actually knows Kathy, like, really well, apparently. So I'm rooting for Kathy now. Okay, I like (laughs) Kathy. I also like Faith. Mm. Um, And I think, who else I like? I like Ellen. Yeah, I like Ellen. And April or not April, Anna, I think was 
was she i don't know i, I i'm trying to like, a lot of these people kind of look familiar now i like, know it's hard it's it's so early like there's 22 of them to start and we only got one hour episode so we really don't know much about these women yet but i think in the next few weeks we'll we'll get to know them a lot better but i'm just i i will say and even before the show started i was obsessed with sandra just because of her fun fact that she's very proud of her high credit score i just think that's so funny that (laughs) i i have to root for her yeah no that makes sense um but yeah everyone just seems great um so We'll see. And Susan was fun too. I like Susan. Um, she has short hair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, in general, like everyone, like I don't hate anyone. So like I'm just. Well, Susan like, has a pair of pink go-go boots that she loves. Is her fun yeah. fact. So that's a good one. I love also all the pickleball references. Was fun oh yeah talking about pickleball um but yeah so we'll we'll see what happens the rest of the season but i already started off to a great start yes and then our final show from this past week that we're going to be talking about today is bachelor in paradise which we've been long awaiting to see this premiere so what are your thoughts paradise yep What do you think overall in the cast so far and just in general from this first episode? I think, I don't know if it was because I was coming off the high of watching Golden Bachelor. The first like 30 minutes just really annoyed me, I'll say, because I just hate, and I don't know if this is just something I'm noticing more now or whether it's maybe something they've always done or done recently that I just don't remember I just hate, like I was talking about earlier, like how they just, every one of them is like, they have their one thing that they were remembered for from their season. Like one phrase that they said that wasn't, I don't, I I didn't even remember. Like, and they're like using it as like, it's like this viral moment that everyone should remember that like, you know, that brooklyn said it's their brand <laughs> yeah it's just like it's annoying like, i don't know like and i feel like i know that there were certain people that they used to do that with like always on the show but it was always like a few of them that i feel like really did that and it was actually like you know because they that moment whatever they were saying was like actually more memorable whereas now it's like everyone does it and or they do it to everyone. I don't want to say that they're doing it themselves because I'm sure it's, you know, producers that are mm-hmm. wanting them to to emphasize that. Um, but I don't know. I I mean, I by the end, I was more into it. I will say, like, by the end of the episode and as we were getting, you know, more of the drama between, like, Olivia and Kylie and, um, and uh, Will... I was I was I was more into it by the end <laughs> but I think like the beginning like the first half of the episode just like kind of annoyed me but um but yeah by by the end I was a little more into it what do you think yeah I agree I kind of fast forward some of the beginning intro packages too I was like I don't really need a refresher on these people mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to see what happens um because I remembered most of them but or because like, I didn't watch entirely of like charity seasons so, like those guys like it was good to see like them their packages of like their intros but 
it definitely did feel slow to me in the beginning too of like mm-hmm. what you're saying of like they kind of all just like said their one thing that people should remember them by and then they want everyone else to still remember that too though no one does um, like no one knew who will was he's like i'm the jacket guy <laughs> what, what's the jacket guy <laughs> okay what, what was that he his jacket was thrown into the pool and i'm supposed to remember that <laughs> two years ago i don't I know, remember I what I had breakfast this morning like <laughs> uh, I I, do you think like here's my thing with paradise is that they always and especially this season i feel like it's almost exclusively people from the most recent seasons and they have like a large portion of each cast there um do you wish that they went back further to try to get like bigger names of people who were from a little further back like say peter weber season um you know matt james season like they were a little further back but like i wish that they would and i don't know how many of them are still single or would be willing to go back on paradise but like i feel like if they tried they could get people who made it pretty far on further back seasons rather than picking someone who went home night one last year like i would just prefer that I think so too and I think I mean that's good they have like Rachel and Blake yeah. I would say for those reasons but like other than that like most of the other people like yeah the people don't really know who they are um unless mm-hmm. you've watched the most recent seasons and even then you're like don't really remember them um so I just think it would be more interesting because like all the women like they all know each other going into it this year you always like kind of predict who's going to be on it like i i feel like it would be more fun if there was a little bit of more curveballs of people from from further back seasons i don't know yeah no i agree maybe they're gonna bring people in who are gonna come in for the episodes but i don't know if you i guess has the cast all been announced of like throughout the season yet not officially but it's been spoiled okay so are there any people like that or not really no and not that i remember at least um I could be forgetting but no not that I remember but like yeah I mean you're right like you know a couple years ago they got like you know Becca Kendall Tia um all together on one season who you know that was three four years after that their their season had aired um so I I always like things like that. that those that's what gets me excited you know when paradise is when I see a name like that where I'm like oh wow I didn't expect to see them back on the show again um and yeah I just think that it makes it a little bit you know less likely that they're going to be able to talk before paradise and have a plan and all this stuff like is when like you don't know who's going to be on it whereas right now because it's almost exclusively people from the most recent seasons everyone can predict who's going to be on it and they're probably right and so they're able to talk beforehand and you know build relationships before it and um I think if they kind of were more unpredictable with the casting then it might be harder for them to do stuff like that and that way you might get more uh i don't know i don't know if it'd be more or less interesting who knows <laughs> but <laughs> well we need to talk to the producers and tell them yes. this <laughs> but yeah so yeah the main drama from this episode was about will 
how he kissed both Olivia and then went on a date with Kylie and then kissed Kylie and then broke up with Olivia kind of by saying like, well, I'm more interested in Kylie. So Olivia made it into this big thing because Will didn't go and ask her or talk to her before going on the date with Kylie. Um, in general, like, yeah, it is the very first episode of Paradise. Like, that was Will's expectations was like kind of keeping his options open, but Olivia just wanted to hear from him, like saying that he wanted to go on that date before he actually did, just out of respect. So Olivia was pissed at Will and then blew up a little bit. But I don't think like I think just the expectations there just needed to be clearly laid out. And I think that's probably what caused most of that drama there. And like, I don't know. I don't really see Kylie and Will lasting either, which we also can talk about. We we already saw a preview of Kylie going on the date with Avon. So I don't really care for any of those couples. So I'm like, whatever they want to do. That was the first episode. That's fine. Um, But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, to me, Kylie, I figured that this is going to end up being one of those things where Kylie then gets kind of turned on because people think, oh, you were just stringing Will along to so that you can still be there when Avon comes in. It'll be kind of like one of those things like Piper and um, what's his face from two years ago where everybody, Brendan, yeah um where everyone was like oh you two just you know uh we're waiting around for for Piper to come in um so that's kind of my prediction on that but yeah I mean look Olivia it's night one like you're not really like in a serious relationship like kind of you know everyone's exploring their options and I think she was definitely over dramatic about that because she knew look I was eliminated night one nobody remembers me I need to make a name for myself <laughs> so yeah, I think I she took know. that opportunity to to latch on to it so that she can you know have a storyline and make a name for herself so and that's I think that's why she did that but I, she definitely overreacted yeah, it's interesting how like so many of the guys wanted Kylie also. Um and yeah. I don't know, like it seemed like it was all based on like her looks pretty much. And like there are a lot of pretty people who are in the bachelor world. Like, why was it only Kylie? I don't know. She annoyed me too. I don't know. That's the problem that I had, I guess, with this memory. It was like, I mean, look, I I love Rachel, so I guess I'm rooting for her, but like kind of everyone else I either didn't remember or didn't really like like there wasn't very there weren't very many likable people that I felt like I could root for to be together or I don't know yeah and then I mean Avon was like previewed to be walking down the stairs and so we know that's gonna happen like Kylie and Avon are gonna go on a date um and so then we'll see how that then goes back to Will of like, well, I wanted Avon here. Like she's going to have to break up with Will, I guess, if she wants to be with Avon. But I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some drama related to Kylie this whole season of like, yeah. she's interested in. Like, I don't think like, or I think she does want Avon, but maybe she's going to also like Will still and string him along. I'm not sure. 
Um, it reminds me a little bit of like Hannah G on season six, where like a lot of the guys were gravitating towards her, and then she kind of had to like she tried to like play both of them a little bit and go back and forth, and then she eventually obviously chose Dylan and look they're married now yeah uh, so who knows but I'll be interesting to see when Avon comes in how he and Rachel I'm sure we're gonna have a conversation so that'll be really interesting see that's the stuff that I that mm-hmm. I do love about paradise is seeing those types of conversations from you know people who have a history from the show from years prior so that's the type of stuff that that keeps my interest on a show like this yes same here and then also do you think that any of these couples from night one are gonna last i don't even like i guess brayden and kat i think we're like together a lot during this episode yeah do you think they're gonna last no (laughs) (laughs) i don't that was an easy one (laughs) any of these couples are going to last it's night one and i think Look, probably of the six that they showed us of people like having a conversation and then basically trying to make it seem like they were a long lasting couple that's going to get married and have kids. Um, <laughs> maybe of those six, like one of them is going to end up lasting towards the end of the season. I don't know who. Maybe Kat and Brayden. Uh, I don't really see any of the others having a long yeah i mean there are engagements or one i don't know they showed a preview of a, an engagement happening so a proposal so we know there is some engagement at the end of this it is uh, crazy because this season's filming was like even shorter than any other season normally it's about three weeks this season was two and a half weeks so it's just wow. kind of crazy that there's an engagement two and a half weeks but it's le- it's looking less crazy now that we have shows like Married at First Sight and Love is Blind, so. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with any of these couples or potential other people who come in of what's going to happen the rest of the season. But overall, we had a lot to catch up on this past week. So now we had all these all the premieres out of the way so now we can watch the rest of the seasons but every show so far that aired I feel like has really strong potential for the rest of the season so I'm excited to continue watching and we got got lots of reality tv to watch now yeah we will definitely check back in on on at least most of these shows uh, as the seasons uh, start to wind down so um we wanted to just kind of do some some introductions on them all but we will definitely get further delve deeper into each of them um as as the seasons move on yes for sure and let us know which shows you're most excited to be watching if you're watching all of these or some of these and we'll chat with y'all next week thanks for listening talk to y'all later